Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Alright, so God got you here. And here's the thing. Your enemies were drowned at the cross 2,000 years ago. And it's that truth that is the launching pad into God's intention for the planet, which is called His kingdom on earth. Because unless we are born again, we cannot even enter that kingdom. I want to read a scripture. I read it last week, but receive it at a new level this morning. Jesus comes down a mountain after he'd spent some time from chapter 5 in Matthew. In chapter chapter 5, it says Jesus went up the mountain. Then he began to teach on the subject of the kingdom of God. He just announced the reason for his coming, which was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Then he goes and he preaches and he teaches for three, four chapters you can read. And Jesus' ministry wasn't about how to get people born again, although we know that has to happen, but it was about how the kingdom of God can operate on earth. And we pray that in our prayer when we say, your kingdom come, your will be done. So he's been doing this for these chapters. Then we get to chapter 8, and now Jesus gets to demonstrate what he's been teaching about. And great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. It's like he didn't have any doubt that Jesus had the ability to do it. But religion... And a fear of God in the wrong sense of the fear, because there's a right fear, a a, a holy reverence. But that feeling of being unworthy. Why would God consider man? Mark read that Psalm 8 this morning. What is man that you're mindful of him? It's like people feel disqualified, unworthy, because God is so distant and God is so great. Who am I? Even if you had the power, I don't know if you'd want to be willing. See, there's a difference between those two things. Jesus says, stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, a couple of things are happening here. First of all, Jesus is demonstrating what the will of God for earth is as it is in heaven. So the Mosaic law, the law that came through Moses, forbade people from touching the, pre, the leper until they'd been through the whole s- s- sacrimonies and ceremonies and offerings. But Jesus was just a rabbi. He was just a teacher. But he had to demonstrate that there's a higher law than the law of man, and it's the law of God. On one occasion, when he was asked, should he pay tax? 
he asked for a coin and he took it and he said, whose inscription is on here? Caesar. Okay, that's simple then. If it's got his inscription on, it belongs to him. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God's. See, there's a higher law at work than the law of the land, even. Oh, I could get into trouble for saying that. There's a higher law than the law of the land. Give to Caesar what is Caesar. Imagine Jesus said, well, you know, the law has forbade me from touching a leper, so until a vaccine comes out, sorry, I can't pray for you. You know, just stick around for a while. I believe in the beginning of next year, about April, there's going to be a vaccine, and, 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 and then uh, I'm allowed to pray for you because that's what the law says. Now, Jesus says to him, I want to show you a higher law. It's the law of my father's kingdom. It's what my kingdom of my God looks like. Jesus wasn't a rebel. He wasn't a lawbreaker. When he was healing on the Sabbath, they criticized him, and he said, don't you get it that the Sabbath was made for man? You got it the wrong way around. Now the law was clear that lepers were isolated, and they were put in little caves so that they could be totally uh, quarantined. Thank you, Terry. They were totally quarantined from the community. And they had a reason for that. And the law had a reason for that because they still believed that leprosy was contagious by touch, which we know it isn't anymore. But that's the knowledge they had. It's the same way they're going to look back on this virus. I believe, this is my opinion. Can I share my opinion? Nobody's going to send me a hate, hate email. I think they're going to look back on this and say, oh, my word, did we get some things terribly wrong. Now, they, everyone's trying their best, and it depends which scientists you listen to and which doctors, which doctors, I mean, which of the doctors, and yeah, which doctors, yeah, right, which of the doctors, which of the scientists you listen to? Because there are agendas being pushed on both sides of the road. And there are those who are saying this is the worst calamity for the economy of the world that is going to bring in the new world order. And there's the other guys who are saying, I'm staying at home until I get a vaccination. And in between there, it's like you've got a ditch on both sides of the road. You talk too much here, you fall in there. You talk too much, you fall in there. I'll leave that to Donald. Okay, he does a better job. No, I didn't say it. Take it off the table. Jesus had a tightrope to walk. He wanted to show there's a higher law, and it's the law of the kingdom of God coming to earth through the healing of this man who is considered unclean. And by demonstrating his willingness, the question then comes to you and me. We know God is able, but do you really believe he wants to? Come on, I guess I ask any one of you, do you believe God is able to turn your situation around, to turn this crisis, this epidemic around? It, uh, we'll say, yes, he has the ability. Yes, he has the ability, but is he willing? Now, here's the thing. Who are his representatives on earth? So God's got the power. He put it in the bank. But until we transmit it and pass it on, We 
We say he can, but are you willing? Are you willing to lay hands on the sick? Are you willing to reach out a hand and touch someone and say, Jesus gave to me, I'm giving to you. Bam. That's yours now. Because we can know God can do it, but does he want to do it? Then an interesting thing happens here. Jesus said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, talking to this leper, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. So can you see the tightrope Jesus is walking here? He's not a rebel. He's not breaking the law. He came to fulfill the law. But he doesn't, he picks his battles right. He doesn't pick a fight that's unnecessary. Because there was a reason why they had to go through the sacrimonial process. Because he didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. And until the new covenant came into place, when he took the cup in the upper room and he took the bread and he said, this is my broken body. This is the blood of the new covenant. And he was dead, buried, and resurrected. And the Holy Spirit came. Jesus didn't come to be a lawbreaker. Someone said to me the other day, yeah, but Jesus broke all the laws. He didn't break the laws. He fulfilled the laws. And take this principle into our current situation. Nothing wrong with going for a test if you doubt your health situation. Can't harm anybody. But there's a higher law. And it's a law that we believe that not only is God able, but through us, he demonstrates his willingness. His willingness. Look at your hands. He's willing. And my fear about what's happened in the last few months is this terrible anxiety around touching. And I, I, I don't walk too far down there. Let me, let me, rather, let me rather stick with the stuff I, I understand better. But I have to appeal to a higher law. A few weeks ago, I get invited out to supper with our dear friends. And, and that morning, I'm starting to cough a bit. And I don't know if any of you had like a little dry, repetitive cough, and then you start going, uh-uh. I know no one in this church, because we all are men, men of women of faith. You know, so, so I sent Terry a message. I said, look, I'm going to wear a mask tonight. I'm going to put my hands in gloves. I'm going to cover myself in cellophane, a little hole with a straw to breathe. But I'm still coming for supper because I never turned down a lab invite. And by the, and then when I, before I left, the guys prayed for me. By the weekend, I was feeling, but worse. So I've got a bit of a temperature. My body's a bit shaky. I think, now what's the responsibility responsible thing to do tomorrow. Someone else is preaching, so it's not like someone's going to get a last-minute phone call. Let me just go for a test. Now, that takes a few days to get, and I was clear. But here's the thing. Was I clear because I was clear, or was I clear because some people prayed for me? And I leave that to your deduction. Because the spirit of human wisdom says, whew, I never had it. And they proved it. But maybe something else happened here. 
Maybe some people who actually laid hands on me imparted something to me. Because I've heard of people who've had COVID who say it's like the mild flu. Those who knew they had it, because most are asymptomatic, they don't even know they got it. And then even if they went to get tested, it would take a week. So how the heck do we put our faith in medical science and not in the God of science, whose principles are higher than our principles? But that doesn't mean we're rebels. Sit and go for the test. Pay the sacrifice. You know, it's going to cost you some money. And then when you get your results, you can go and testify. That's what he's telling this man. But all I saw when I read the scripture was that the main thing is give Caesar what is Caesar, but give God is what is God's. And Jesus was very clear that there's an impartation that takes place when we lay hands on the sick. In fact, he said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Speaking to his disciples. It says, they presented these men who prayed and laid their hands on them. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. I won't go into the other details. I'm just, Ananias went to the house, entered it, placing his hands on Saul. said, brother, Jesus, who appeared on the road as you were coming here, sent me so that you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit had set apart Barnabas and Paul for the words I've called them. So after they had fasted and prayed and placed their hands on them, they sent them off. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see and after prayer, placed his on him and healed him. Do not neglect the gift which was given through the prophetic message when a body of elders laid there. And there's many others. So I'm caught, when I read how Jesus responded to this leprosy situation, I'm, I, I'm, I'm caught between not offending people with a weak conscience, but not compromising on what the Word says. So based on that, submit that for your prayerful consideration. I want to pray for five people right now. You're facing a situation. You're going through a situation. Be it health, be it business, be it finance. You need a gift released in you. You need a commissioning in your life. I want you to come and join me right now. And Lee, would you do the favor of taking to, to Moses, the, the priest, you can. I'll tell you what, I'll even put my mask on. I'm going to show you how easy it is for you. Not only to know God can, but to go and do it. Anybody willing to go do it? So, no, no, it's only two people. I need three more. There's got to be three people in this church who need prayer. Don't be shy now. Okay, that's enough. Okay, so that's fine. That's, that's fine. Yeah, no, come, come. That's great. Because that's just, and then just space yourselves side by side, stand in a line next to each other, side by side, just space out a bit. 
you think if the authorities walked in, they'd think we're keeping the law of Moses? No, 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 you don't have to do that yet. So, so this is how it works. I'm going to pray for this brother. And I lay hands on him. But he doesn't know what I've touched my hands. And because of the weakness of conscience, it could be that I touched some men. I want to pray for him, and then Lee is going to, because apparently the alcohol in the sanitizer does the rest. Very quickly, what must I, what do you need prayer for? Just in a few words. Give me your hands. Lord, right now we impart a gift for the creation of employment and the creation of wealth and for wisdom to know how to deal in Jesus' name. Lord, we bring the situation for you. You said it's honorable when a person looks for employment. And we know that there is a reason we're all on this earth and there's something that you've given us to do. We are not limited by this economy. We are limited only by our trust in you. And we trust you for our sister right now. And we impart to you a gift of wisdom and to be led by the Spirit of God. Be filled. Yes. Thank you, Lord. You see the desires of his heart and that desire you put in there, Lord, for this, this vehicle. Thank you right now. You just give him the wisdom and the ways and the means. We impart to him a gift of wisdom now. We declare favor. We declare blessing. We declare increase. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of administrations, the gifts of business. And I thank you, Lord, right now that Seatler receives from you supernatural wisdom, an impartation of the Spirit. The Word says when they laid hands, they will receive the Holy Spirit. You receive that gift that you need, Seatler, for the situation you face right now. In Jesus' name. Oh, you know what the Bible says that bring the children to me. Bring the children to me. We bring our children to you, Lord. And now we just impart a revelational knowledge and a gift of deep, deep compassion and joy in the Holy Spirit. Receive, receive, receive. Healing is the children's bread. By my stripes, you're healed. I'm going to carry on praying. I'm going to carry on praying. I'm going to carry on praying. I just want to, while I'm praying, I want to say something to people sitting here. The Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. Not by his good works, we were healed. Jesus went through suffering. That brought us our healing. Why couldn't it have happened another way? We don't know. God chose that way. It was through suffering and pain that Jesus provided healing. Some of us are going through pain and suffering, and we think, while I'm in this condition, I'm not qualified for others' healing. 
It's a lie from the pit of hell. No matter what you're going through, if you're struggling to beat the giant of poverty, you are still qualified to pray for people for financial breakthrough. If you're struggling to fight off a, a virus or something and you're not feeling well, you are still qualified because you are just a conduit. You are just the, 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 the tap that gets opened. It's not you that give the healing. Your reputation is not on the line if that person doesn't get healed. You do your part and let God worry about his reputation. And in our suffering, in our pain, sometimes we have to walk with a limp while we're helping others walk straight. I hope somebody heard that today. Olivia, we just declare healing over your whole body, head to your toes, in Jesus' name. Yes, sister. And you? Thank you, Lord, right now. We just decree that. We just impart that wisdom you need into that area of your life right now in Jesus' name. Receive, 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 receive. Don't you want to just stretch out your hands, church, and just let the compassion of God grip your heart. Jesus healed, it says, he had compassion on people. You know, that's the... That's the qualification we need. It's just to feel the compassion of God for people and say, what I've received, I give to you. Silver and gold, I have none, but such as I have. They had something much more valuable. I pass on to you right now. Wisdom, filled, filled with the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Four things that Jesus said, or we see in the life of Jesus. It's compassion. We see he was a conduit of heaven. We see that there was a spiritual war taking over people's lives and taking from people's lives. A spiritual war was being engaged. The kingdom is advancing with power. And unless we take that step and reach out and say, God, not only do we know you are able, but here I offer myself to be willing. The kingdom does not advance. God has chosen to limit himself. I know that sounds crazy, but God has chosen to limit himself through the delegation to his authorized sons and daughters on earth to see his kingdom come. And until we understand that, we're going to be holding back saying, why doesn't God? Why doesn't God? Why? Instead of saying, hang on, if I agree with heaven, if I agree on earth as it is in heaven, what his will is there is going to be here. The moment I do that, something gets released spiritually that brings alignment. And why I felt so strongly to share this over two Sundays at two different meetings is if we leave here and in six months' time, 
I still haven't had an opportunity to reach out and pray for somebody. Then we will have missed the whole point of getting up this morning, missing my breakfast, rushing to a meeting. Is that a little bit hard? You think I'm being a little bit harsh? Because in the Reformation, they weren't seeing signs, wonders, and miracles. They then built a theology to say that healings and miracles were only for the apostles, which is nowhere in the Bible. But that was their way of dealing with not seeing signs, wonders, and miracles. But the reason there were no signs, wonders, and miracles was because from the middle of the Middle Ages into the Dark Ages... Christianity became the enforced religion of the Roman Empire, and you were told now by the emperor, you're Christians. He has a bit of water. What are you? You're a Christian. No conversion, no repentance, no pierced to the heart, no filled with the Spirit. No wonder they call it the Dark Ages. And I can take this thing off now. <laughs> no wonder they call it the Dark Ages. And then here and there, there were little groups that dared to believe God for signs and wonders and miracles, and they were persecuted. And the reformers came and built a theology to justify their lack of faith for Jesus' promise that the things I do, you will do in greater things. And then the Pentecostals came along, and most of them didn't have any biblical background, so they did a couple of crazy, stupid things. But thank God for the renewal in the church of worship, signs and wonders, baptism of the Holy Spirit, being set free from the demonic, the emphasis of you have to repent and be born again. That's how the kingdom operates. These are the higher principles than the principles that we hear on the news and hear from politicians and hear from doctors day in and day out. We're getting such an overload of that stuff. We're actually forgetting why we are. So there we have it. It's a tight, it's a tight rope we walk. But Father, right now, I just pray, if there's anyone sitting here who's struggling in the area of fear, that sees that this pandemic is more than what it really is, Lord. I just want to pray for them that they will come free of that fear and they will turn their eyes to you and know that in an inferior covenant, the leper makes you sick. But in the new covenant, Jesus made the leper heal. And he said, now you go and lay hands on the sick. Church, let us not lose confidence in laying hands on the sick. I just pray, Lord, for our faith just to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up in us. I pray if there's anyone here this morning who's saying, you know, Steve, I heard what you read, but 
I don't even really know this Jesus you're talking about. You know, I don't even really know that my sins have been forgiven. I don't even know if I've been born again. So that I, so I don't even know if I, I've got into this kingdom yet, what you're talking about. And if that's you, why don't you just in your heart right now, just if the Lord is speaking to you and saying, today is the day. Don't say, I'll put this off till tomorrow. Don't say, I'll be back in a month's time. Today is the day of salvation. In your heart of hearts, just see yourself lifting your hands up to the Father of heaven and saying, Father, thank you for Jesus. His blood shed on the cross. His death, burial, and resurrection. Father, because that was the only price acceptable to bring a dead man like me into the kingdom of God as a son, as a daughter. I receive. I receive. I receive that gift. I receive that gift right now. I receive. Just say that. In fact, say that to yourself right now. I just receive. I take it. It's a gift. I receive it. I take it. Just while every head's bowed, while we're still praying. If, if you have sincerely prayed that and you're saying, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not embarrassed of that, what I've just prayed. In fact, I want to do what the Bible says and have somebody agree with me. Then I want you just to lift your hand up. Just where you are right now. If I'm looking in your direction, just lift your hand and say, I prayed that prayer. I mean it, and will you please pray where I'm sitting? Thank you. I'm going to pray for you. Anybody else saying yes? Anybody in this middle section? Anybody on the side here? You say yes, I, I pray that, and I want you to agree with me. Anybody? Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for those folk who are saying, Jesus, thank you, brother. Lord, I want to be born again. You see the cry of their hearts. We commit them to you. We agree with them that their sins were forgiven at the cross, but they take hold of it now, now. And Lord, that a supernatural conversion will take place in their lives, out of darkness into light, out of death into life, right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen, amen.